What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Now, we are getting into the season all across the country, and there is nothing more disappointing than being out in the field and having dead batteries. And this is why you need to check out interstatebatteries.com, because like they say, they are outrageously dependable, from flashlight to boats to vehicles, anything in between that, you can have complete confidence that your interstate batteries will perform exceptionally well. So go and check out interstatebatteries.com. They're outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 95. Today on the show, me and Drew are recapping my uh, Kentucky trip really briefly. We're going to talk specifically, though, about a very disappointing moment that I had where I just messed up an opportunity at the largest buck of my life in Kentucky. We're also going to talk about our top three goals for the 2020-2021 season. Get ready. This is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Uh, I am here with my buddy, Drew Robbins. Drew, how's it going? What's up, Parker, man? Just, uh, you know, living living this hot, humid Alabama summer life and just dreaming for deer season. Yeah, man, I hear you. Uh, I'm not dreaming about deer season necessarily because I've already started my I know. deer season. But, uh it was definitely, I'm, I'm feeling you on the hot and humid thing. Uh, it was, uh, I've, I've been trying to think of a way to describe how hot it was in Kentucky this week. And um, the only thing I can think is, like, so I used to go on this, uh, on this hunt out in Texas. It was a, uh, it was a hunt on, on, this, on this ranch. And uh, it was a ram hunt. We used to do it, like, I did, I did it three times, I think. And uh, it was called the Hotter Hotter Than Hell Ram Hunt. And it was in July. It was in July. And the thing is, is it's not, it's not saying hell like a, like a, like a curse word, but yeah. it's more literally, <laughs> like, yeah. just hotter yeah. than hell. And that's how it yeah. felt in Kentucky this week. It was just so stinking hot and humid yeah and uh it was rough dude i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it's it's uh it's type two fun for sure it's it's fun yeah. it's funner to talk about however this this one will not be nearly as fun to talk about and we'll get into that here in just a minute we're gonna start off this yeah. episode by kind of just talking about um you know how that trip went some of the things that happened kind of break down a little bit not not too much we're going to make it really quick and simple and to the point and then we're going to get into our goals now drew i don't we, we've done this um I've, i know i've done it on southern ground every year since we started um and i mm-hmm. want to say you were on it last year um on the goals, so. the goals episode um uh, but this is uh this is a uh, kind of a, an annual thing and i just realized fairly recently that we haven't actually done it we haven't done the goals episode yeah. before season starts, and so we need to really do this one. And to make it tactics-based, um, I'd like to talk about some of our goals that we have and then really start to break down how we plan to achieve those goals, Drew. And I think uh, I think both you and I have both 
learned a lot from our experiences last year and in the off oh, yeah. season and uh, and really just working on um, fine tuning some of those things to maybe help us achieve those goals. And I, and I imagine that the people who are listening to this have probably been in the same boat at some point um, trying to figure out how you are going to achieve the goals that you have set and and also making realistic goals. So um, right, right. So before we get into that, though, I want to talk about um, Kentucky. And as I mentioned, it was it was really, really freaking hot. <laughs> like it was so hot. And this year, unlike years in the past, um, I had a full suitcase of scree gear. And um, I was a little bit nervous, man. I'll be honest with you, because when you think hot and humid weather, you don't the, the thing that doesn't come to your mind is merino wool. Like, that's just right. not the thing that you're like, oh, man, that would be perfect for Kentucky early season. Yeah. But, dude, I am telling you, it was awesome. I had the uh, the new 150 uh, Merino short sleeve, and yeah. that was by far my favorite piece of gear on the trip, for sure. Um, uh, with the exception of permethrin, uh, the 150 Merino short sleeve was yeah. the most important thing that I took. And um, the cool thing is, is so I have like two sleeves of tattoos, right? So um, it almost adds a breakup, like a long sleeve camo pattern already on my arm so I can wear that short sleeve and feel pretty concealed and not feel like, uh, not feel like I'm, you know, my arms are sticking out or anything. I think we kind of tend to overthink that stuff anyways. But, dude, I'm telling you, that short sleeve merino is money. It was awesome. And I sweated like crazy, like – a gallon of sweat yeah. every single time I would walk in and out of the woods. You just sweat. You just drip in sweat. When you walk in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in uh, in early September, it, you're just bound to get sweaty. But uh, the thing that I, I realized about this stuff is that it didn't stink um, after a little mm -hmm. while. You know, obviously, I stunk. I did not smell well. But my clothes, when I put them on in the morning, I never washed them. And, I mean, it wasn't just, like, overwhelming stink like other clothes would have been so um it was just really awesome man it was so cool to be able to uh to have that full system in my suitcase and uh, obviously i wore the uh uinta early season pants um and uh i wore let's see the long sleeve uh the long sleeve lighter merino shirts uh and what else did i wear that was scree this week Oh, I wore the Wasatch. Um, yeah, man, don't was... sleep on that one. Mm -hmm. That that's that's awesome, especially for guys that like long sleeves because of ticks and and different stuff like that. Yeah, man, I've I've, I've actually gone scouting in that, and I came back and um, it, it does a great job of lifting the sweat off you too. I mean, yeah. it's 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 solid. It's good stuff, man. I like over and over. I have people ask me, you know, is it really as good as, as you say it is? And I'm like, man, like, honestly, it's, it's really good stuff. Like the early, for yeah. early season in the South, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be really specific. And I've done this trip now three years in a row and, um, it's hot every single time. I mean, it's just going to be inevitable. It's going to be hot. And, uh, last year I had a little bit of scree stuff, but not much. And the year before that, I didn't have any of it. And so I was just wearing, you know, like cheap Walmart uh, Walmart light shirts and things like that. And I mean, you'd stay 
wet and stinky the whole time. And uh, this yeah. year was just this year was just better. You know, it felt it felt like I had a system that uh, fit the um, the hunt that I was doing. And and I can say the same thing for when it gets to be you know twenty degrees outside. I've got a system of scree stuff that's just gonna be it's gonna be great. So uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm I'll tell you I'm I'm really excited about using the uh, the that early season um, lightweight jacket. Oh yeah, man. That's that's a pretty sweet jacket, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting a little breeze in the air where I can put that thing on and be comfortable. Um, but uh, I guess all that to say, if you are interested in checking out some Scree gear, you need to go to ScreeGear.com and uh, and check out what they got. They got a lot of cool stuff for really everyone all over the country. You can find something on ScreeGear.com that you can use, and you can use the code Southern Ground all lowercase, all one word at checkout, and uh, you can save ten percent on that order. So, go and do that. That really, uh, that really, uh, I I believe that it's it's a, an affordable option for guys who are wanting to get into the uh, the performance hunting apparel world. And um, had a lot of people message me. A lot of people have actually purchased it and uh, come back to me and was like, "Man, this stuff is really as good as you say it is." So, um, check that out. I'm uh, I'm excited about using it the rest of the season, but. Um, yeah, so I went on this trip, Drew, and uh, it was a tethered trip. So this hunt is going to be on the Tethered Nation YouTube channel. Um, if you're not familiar with Tethered, it is the, uh, in my opinion, it is the best. I personally believe it's one of the best hunting companies that exists um, when it comes to just the guys that are that are running the show there. Um, they're just top-notch people, and they're producing some of yeah. the, the best saddle hunting equipment that exists. And uh, yeah. so... I, man, I'll be honest with you, Drew. I think I've told everybody that I pretty much decided last year after I killed that little buck in Kentucky, I was like, all right, I'm done hunting early season Kentucky. I'm just not going to do it anymore. <laughs> um, and so right, right around June or so, I was, you know, getting plans to uh, for my season and trying to think of, okay, if I'm not going to go early season Kentucky – Maybe I'll go Missouri, or maybe I'll do early season hunt in Nebraska or North Dakota, where the weather's a little bit nicer, and uh, and I, I personally believe the deer are probably a little more plentiful out in those places. Um, but definitely the weather's nicer, so I'm trying to figure all that stuff out. But I was like, no, I'm not going to Kentucky. Not going to do it. You know, I, <laughs> I will not go to Kentucky early season. I just think I just ain't gonna do it. And I uh, love it. Uh, Greg called me. He's like, "Hey man, you plan on going to early season Kentucky?" I'm like, "No, not at all." He's like, "Well, what if it was a tethered hunt?" And I was like, "Okay, I'll go." <laughs> so, I'll go. Okay, I'll go. Okay. Right. Uh, so this this hunt's gonna be all. It's gonna be on the the tethered YouTube channel this weekend. This uh this upcoming weekend, and um, oh, so it'll be it'll be pretty cool. It it was a it was a pretty. I'll be honest with you, man. It, it was pretty uneventful, and so that's why I'm kind of going to make the story of it pretty quick. Um, like I said, it was it was hot, dude. Like it was so stinking yeah. hot, and uh, and there was a boatload of people. Like, really? When I say boatload, I mean like a legitimate boatload. Like there were boats out there that were carrying lots of people. Um, there was one truck, <laughs> got a bunch of guys from Ohio. And they had like a trailer full. It looked like a Cabela's trailer, dude. It was like full of tree <laughs> stands. 
and they went and they hung tree stands on every freaking corner of the place and there was like six of them and uh you know i used my kayak a lot so so their pressure didn't really bother me much but from what i have heard from a whole lot of people they were like they they were not scared to walk in on people if they had a stand in there they were going to go hunt that stand it didn't matter if it was 30 yards away from you they were going to hunt it because they that's just how they were doing stuff which is public land you know i mean that's it's it is it is part of it i don't understand people like that uh i I have a story i do have a story about it though that um was kind of frustrating uh not with not with that guy but but not that group but another another guy actually another whole group of people and uh so so anyways um we started out the trip i went sunday after church and uh, i went and hunted i just walked in i I got there at like five o'clock and so i didn't have a whole lot of time so I literally walked like 300 yards where I could glass an entire bean field, a huge bean field. Um, and part of the part of the tree lines of this bean field were uh, really close to the water in some of the areas that I like to hunt on this place. And so um, I could see that whole that whole bean field. And so I just climbed up in a tree. The wind was bad for that spot. I wasn't really expecting to kill a deer. I would if one walked out, but I wasn't really expecting it. And so, uh, round about, I don't know, six o'clock or so, I saw a doe's head pop up out of the greenfield. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And she was, you know, about 100 yards off. She just fed her way around. And um, she had, I think she had two little fawns with her. And eventually something spooked her and she, she ran off. And then I looked over right on the tree line of an area that I like to hunt. Um, that I have had a lot of good encounters with deer in the past, I see this very big buck walk out. And I don't know if he actually walked out or if he was bedded down into beans somewhere and just popped his head up. But he's a really solid deer. And, uh, and I was like, well, cool, that's, that's the area where I'm going to be spending a lot of time at. And, uh, and that was pretty much it. But I was pretty encouraged, man. I mean, you go out there and just sit somewhere and see, you know, several deer. That was, that was cool. I was like, okay, they're definitely – going to be in the beans and uh and so i started kind of making a game plan after that um it yeah. was you know it was it was cool i was staying with uh, some guys that were on last week's podcast uh ricky bullard who has been an, a guest on the episode during turkey season spencer ford who is uh just an absolutely impressive deer hunter and then uh, uh a guy named ray who was <laughs> turned out to be one of the nicest guys in the entire world ray is like he is a uh, just a really really good dude. Um, they're all from Florida, and they're all they all kill a lot of deer in Florida. So I figured that they would have no problem getting on deer in Kentucky. And uh, and it was it was it was fun, man. We had a good camp. But the next day, I went in and hunted a creek crossing that was pretty awesome. And uh, that creek crossing had, I mean, a million tracks in it. It was crazy. Some big yeah. giant buck tracks you know, wider than your, wider than your hand. Um, so I was, I was pretty pumped up. Didn't see any deer that morning, which was very surprising, but that even, or no. So the, I actually, that's a lie. I went in and walked into a, a little spot. Um, after I got done hunting that morning, I walked a little bit further and I actually had a doe running right at me and I got full draw on her on the ground. And all she had to do was clear a tree, and I was going to get a like a ten ten step shot at her. Um, oh and, sweet! And she she put her head on the other. She was running like she was running at me, 
and then she kind of slowed down to a walk. She put her head right on the other side of that tree and caught my wind and blew out of there. So that kind of stunk, but I was like, hey, cool. I almost had a shot. I got full draw on day one, so that's pretty sweet. That evening, I go back to the spot where that doe was at, and she was on a trail that had a big, a big, huge buck track on it. And I'm going to try to make this really fast, but I had some guys uh, get dropped off on a boat. Um, they were just scouting, and uh, they got dropped off on a boat. They walked in on me while I was setting up that afternoon about 2.30 or so. And uh, that was kind of frustrating, but I was like, eh, you know, it's early. Well, come to find out later in the week, uh, I ran into some guys from their group, and I was like, are y'all the guys that walked in on me? Because they were talking about boat stuff. I was like, did y'all walk in on me on this spot? And they were like, no, but that was my brother. The, the One of the guys was like, that was my brother and somebody else in their group. And he was like, did you kill that buck that was that was bedded up 50 yards behind you? And I said, no. They said, well, they saw a drop-tine deer that was bedded 50 yards right before they got to you. And uh, they said he just kind of trotted off. And so they figured you – they said you were hunting right on his trail out into the beans from what it looked like where he was bedded up at. So they figured you killed him. I was like, nope. <laughs> Did not kill a drop-tine nope. buck. Uh, <clears throat> but it made me it, – it, you know, that was one of those things that was very disappointing. And I was already in a pretty bad mood, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. But I was already – I was already – pretty rough off in my in my mental state at that point so when they told me that i was like really a drop time buck 15 yard 50 yards behind me whatever you know <laughs> it can't get much worse yeah so fast forward fast forward really to wednesday um the pressure kind of lightened up a little bit on wednesday um and i knew that usually on this trip during that part of the week wednesday is the wednesday's the time man like the pressure's yeah. died down a little bit the deer start getting a little more comfortable they get on their feet a little bit more. And so I went into this spot Wednesday morning. I didn't see a lot of deer after, you know, I really didn't see many deer at all the whole trip, but I hadn't seen a ton of deer at this point. And so I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go um, right off the water. There are some really steep drop-offs um, that go into creek bottoms. So it's it's kind of like like imagine, you know, a steep a steep bank on either side of your uh, on either side of a river. Imagine this this really steep bank, and then where it kind of turns in, in inland and goes to like a creek bottom. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like a big creek system yeah. off of the river. And so I was yeah. I I had always said to myself like I really think a lot of these really big bucks are betting on the sides of those really steep drop offs that are. Um, looking over the river and they're pretty steep man they're pretty tall and pretty steep um nothing like what we have out here but for kentucky it's it's a pretty pretty steep yeah. area and so um I, i'd always thought man that's where those i know a lot of those big bucks are bedding in those areas and so i was like i'm just gonna throw a sit at one in the morning usually there's not a lot of not a lot of uh movement during the morning so i'll just throw a sit at one and see if one does it so i, I kind of break this down just to uh just to kind of explain it because I, my setup was really good, and um, the wind that day was going to shift completely from the out of the out of the uh, out of the east, and it hadn't really done that all week. It had mostly been coming out of the south, southwest, something like that. But this wind was going to come just shift completely out of the east. Around eight o'clock, it was going to be just due east, and. Um, uh, I was 
throwing this sit at this area, and I'd been looking at it. I've looked at this spot for three years, um, you know, and not really – I'm not yeah. going to say I wasn't expecting to see anything, but I was just kind of like, you know, just throwing a stab at it. Um, but I thought, you know, the way I, I set right um, – right on the tightest point of this steep. So you got the river and then you've got like a really thick CRP field. And I was in the tightest, the tightest point of the ridge. So that I would be able to see most deer that traveled through there. And uh, man, I got in there and there was trails, you know, a pretty good trail. And then a really faint trail that split off of the really good trail. And I was like, you know, maybe that is a big buck or a buck coming off of, the main trail, the main deer trail and coming to bed somewhere right here. And it was thick, man, ultra thick, super stinking thick. Uh, You couldn't see a lot, not as much as I was expecting. So I was like, um, you know, once I got there, it was dark. It was early in the morning. It was a blind sit. And once I got there, I was like, man, it's going to be hard for me to see anything. Um, But I mean, you know, as well as I do, big bucks like thick. That's just, that's just yeah. a, it needs to be a, a hard and fast rule most of the time. I mean, it's it's a pretty pretty typical thing to see a buck in the thickest areas. And so I was like, you know, I'll just I'll set up right here. I've got a little opening where I can shoot through. Um, if a buck comes and side hills that go into his bed, then I'll be there. Well, sure enough, man. At nine o'clock, I didn't see a deer, and I was I was kind of getting down. You know, it's midweek, midway through the trip. I hadn't seen a lot of deer. And, uh, man, 9.30 rolls around, and I, I catch movement kind of to my, I guess if I'm sitting in my saddle, kind of to my, uh, I guess, around 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Um, so mm-hmm. off of my left side, which is my strong side, I catch movement. And at this point, you know, I'm going to shoot a doe if a doe walks out. Um, it, I'm yeah. pretty much like a doe or a, a, a substantial buck, like a a good buck because I'm going back in November. So, um, right. So I wasn't just going to shoot any buck, but I definitely would shoot a doe and I catch movement and just something about the way that it was moving through that thicket. I was like, that's, that's a, that's a big one. I can just tell it's a yeah. big one. So I got my camera, you know, in between the tree and, uh, and my, and my stomach. So kind of pointed back that direction. And then I get a good look at this deer, man. And it is a, stud of a whitetail like yeah like one of those deer that you you dream about in those thickets you dream about seeing a big buck walking through one like that and it was yeah it was everything you dream about man like it was like it's it's just it's it's sickening when you know what actually happens and so <laughs> um so i see this deer and I, I know he's big i don't know how big because i'm trying not to focus on that but i know he's a shooter and he's got velvet hanging off of his of his antlers, so he's rubbed it off, and it's like perfectly hanging off of his antlers. Um, just, just a monster, man. And um, and he's walking right into an, an opening that I've ranged at 18 yards, um, and that's where that trail is. And uh, yeah. if, if he goes much past it, he could he could catch my wind, unless my thermals started going back uphill off of the river so he was basically between me and the river and the direction of the wind was going to be that direction but the thermals should be rising so i didn't really want to take the chance of 
him hitting that spot because I had a little bit bigger opening um, around my, let's see, it would have been right at like my 5 o'clock or so, which is a pretty easy shot in the saddle when you kind of pivot yeah. backwards. And so he gets into this opening man at 18 yards, and I shoot, and uh, I, I thought, you know, this is a I have a I have a perfect shot. I mean, he was he was you know like slowly walking through that that hole, but it was 18 yards. Like he's unaware of my presence, has no idea that I'm even there, and he's 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 just. I mean, I beat him. You know, it's one of those things like when, yeah. you, when you beat a mature deer and you know it, like. This was one of those. Yeah. I beat him in in the game, um, but a small, very insignificant vine um, that I that I, I I still don't know necessarily. I don't know how I hit it um, because it, I did not think that it was in my in my window at all. Um, yeah, but you just when when you're in that moment and you you're making quick decisions. Um, you don't, I didn't really have a lot of time to just like focus, you know, and take my time because it was, there was yeah. no, there was no time. I didn't have any time to take once he hit that hole. I had to, you know, be ready. And so I drew back before he hit the hole and, you know, settled my, my 20 yard pin and pulled it off, man. And I just knew, I knew by the sound, uh, it cracked, you know, like a, like a shoulder crack or a bone crack. But I just mm -hmm. knew by the sound that I didn't hit this deer, and I knew by his reaction. Uh, I had a little bit of hope that I'm that I may have hit him, but just by his reaction, I was like, mm, "I'm pretty sure it was a miss." And so, I uh, he he ran. He kind of trotted off back the way he came, and then he stopped and was just looking around like he didn't know what happened, and uh, and just walked away. I mean, he wasn't spooked at all. He never blew. He wasn't really concerned for his safety, I don't think. It didn't seem that way anyways. Um, and so when he did that, I was just like, man, I know I, miss, I, just, I just messed up my opportunity. And uh, I went back and watched the footage. And when I watched the footage at the, at the cabin, my heart just sank, man. <laughs> yeah. I, and it's still there. It's, my heart right now oh, is yeah. kind of like down into my gut somewhere. Um, yeah. and you know, reliving the story and, and telling, retelling the story. It's just kind of, it's a bummer, man. I've, I've put three years into this place, into this same place, going back year after year and just, just hoping for this, this opportunity that I got really my first sit and my first evening sit in Kentucky. I, uh, I got a shot off on a, on a really nice buck and I missed him. And, uh, you always replay those, you know, like I'm just going to do it different next time. And then it happens again and on a more impressive buck. And, uh, yeah. and this was the biggest deer I've ever had a, an opportunity at. And, man, it just, it just stunk. And I threw, I threw three more sits at him, you know, around that same area, um, you know, trying to depend on the wind, um, trying to predict where he might move through to go in bed, you know, doing basically the same thing, that yeah. late, late morning bedding and, uh, never got on him again. I I got on his tracks, you know. I knew I knew where he was where he was living at and kind of his his territory. But I just I never could get on that buck again. And uh, and I, I threw a lot of sits. You know, I was hoping to kill a doe on this trip, but really it was <laughs> it's hard to kill a doe. And and a lot of people don't understand this. But we talked to Nathan Nathan Killen, um, 
Yeah. And, and he talks. He talked about this too. Like, you're not hunting when you're hunting a mature buck. You're not hunting deer. You're hunting a, a completely right. different animal. And so I was hunting that mature buck, and uh, and so I wasn't seeing deer because I wasn't seeing the mature yeah. buck. I wasn't seeing deer because I'm not in areas where probably a lot of does are gonna frequent. They're gonna be close to the the soybean fields, and I wasn't even. I wasn't even close to the soybean fields at this point when I'm hunting him. Um, but anyways, man, I just, it, it is a, a very unfortunate story and, uh, I've probably, yeah, it sucks, man. It does. I, I'm, I'll tell you this, Drew, I'm happy for that opportunity. Um, yeah, of course. It helps me know that I'm, that I'm doing something right. I mean, I don't think anybody, nobody else in our group got a shot at a mature deer. Um, yeah. And I want to well, say, it, it, go ahead. It, it also sounds like there's a ton of pressure up there this year. And, um, but, and then also one of the things I thought was really interesting because I actually texted you, um, and was asking if you were sitting on beans and, and you said no. And, um, that, that, that you were sitting that, uh, you're you sitting, that out of the way spot, which is where normally, you know, big stuff equals big bucks normally, you yeah. know? And, um, I also thought it was interesting too, that you said he, he, he was using that faint trail. Um, and I was listening to a podcast and uh, I think it was Joe, um, um, Redmeister was talking about how he places his cameras on the faint trail and not the major Creek crossing. Because he's finding that those bigger bucks are using those faint trails. So I mean, dude, you you put it all together and had an opportunity. And this is public land, so you don't you don't get to cut shooting lanes, you know. And you you were there, and you know the 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 consolation prize, I guess, if there is one, is that you can you can say I beat him. I beat him. Now I didn't take him home, but I beat him. Yeah. Yeah. And I've tried to look at it that way. Uh, it's hard to yeah. say that you beat him when he's still, he's still running around the woods. He's not thinking about you like you're thinking about him. You know, it's, it's like, uh, no, no, um, he no. doesn't have a video of you on his phone that he gets to look at, you know, all the time. Um, the good part, the good part, I got, the, I got the whole encounter on video. So you can see, you can see the whole thing as it, as it goes down. It was, it was one of my better videos that I've ever gotten. Um, unfortunately it did not end in a dead deer. Um, but dude, you would not believe man. And this is, is a good learning experience from coming from me. Um, I, you know, you always think like, you know, I'm shooting a, a, a heavier arrow set up with a, you know, good cut on contact VPA broadhead. That's 175 grains. Like ain't no little, yeah. ain't no little twig going to get in the way of that, dude. <laughs> If you watch the video, and and if you're listening to this, you'll be able to watch the video um, at the latest, like Saturday, probably. And uh, it, you, it, I'll slow it down on it, but you can see I'm not using lighted knocks this year because I wanted to, I didn't want to mess up my FOC, and so I'm not using those. Um, I'm using the Zinger Zinger fletches, and so um, it, it, you, it's tough to make out the the arrow, but you can see when it hits that twig or that vine. I mean, it sends that joker on a curveball, and the yeah. arrow that was once headed straight for that deer's vitals, it ends up curving all the way 
to the right and hitting probably like five foot behind the deer's tail. That's I mean, crazy. it wasn't even close to that deer once it hit that thing. And, it, and when you think about it, when you think about how fast your arrow is spinning and it hits something that, I mean, if, it doesn't take much to throw an arrow, just mm-hmm. sail it right, I mean, way far away. I could never find the arrow because I, I couldn't see that, all that, what I saw. I couldn't see it on my little tiny three-inch LCD screen. Um, yeah. you know, that was on my camera. So I never actually found my arrow cause I never hunted that same exact spot again. Cause I just didn't figure it would be super beneficial because of the way the wind was blowing on different days. So I never found my arrow, um, because it wasn't even close to where I was looking at it. It was, yeah. it was probably 20 feet away, you know, from, from where I was looking That's at crazy, it. Man. And, uh, I'd like to say I would do things differently. I just, I don't know what I could have done different. I no, I mean, I mean, there's, there's that, and that's the frustrating thing, you know, too, is that you're like, man, I, I did everything right. Just, uh, you know, uh, a, a hun that I didn't see because it, you know, it's, it's just, it sucks, but you know, you take it, learn from it. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys like me that, you know, was was living vicariously through you and your Instagram store because we weren't in in Kentucky. So you you at least had the opportunity, man. Yeah, the opportunity was was definitely there. Um, I ended up not killing a deer. I got walked in on one day by some old guy that uh, I was. I want, I want to give a shout out to uh, a guy named Garrett Clark from Michigan. Um, Garrett killed his first DIY public land out of state buck. And uh, I met Derek Garrett last year. He had brought his kayak, and uh, I think he had watched some of some of my videos and figured out where I was at, which apparently wasn't very hard. And uh, and we got to talking one day. He ended up spooking a pretty nice buck over to me on opening day, and uh, I learned that afterwards. But anyways, I met. Uh, he was pulling up to the, the ice machine. Um, what day was that? Thursday, I guess. And he had killed a buck, and uh, I was I was super jacked for him. He ended up killing this deer in a uh, in a very very overlooked spot, and I'm not going to give away too much information, um, just because it, it could give it away uh, where this area is, and I don't want to do that to uh, for for his future and for you know other people who may know about this little area. Um, but it was literally 30 yards off of a road, <laughs> like literally like 30 yeah. 30 yards. There's just a wore out trail, and the deer can see. Basically, three points of access from a highway, a main road, and another area where, like, another parking area. And these deer just bed down right there. I have passed these deer on my kayak multiple times and seen their eyes, but just thought, I'm not going to go and hunt there. That's just too close to everything. Um, Well, Garrett Garrett did not feel that way. He ended up watching a buck uh, one day cross the road and go into this little spot. And uh, went in and hunted it the next evening, I guess, and saw 13 deer, uh, 13 does, I think. I believe he, he, he might, this might be wrong, but it was somewhere around this. He saw 13 does and three bucks, ended up killing a really good buck in there. And uh, it, nice. was, it was super cool. And so I was like, well, heck, I'm just going to go kill a doe in there. He left. He went, went 
you know, back to Michigan, and he left. I was like, I'm going to go kill a doe in this area because I know exactly where they bed because I see their eyes with my with my flashlight every time I'm kayaking this stinking river. And uh, so I go in there, and this, this dude comes in and parks literally right there and was just going to walk in and set up with his bright red truck right there. And, uh, and I whistle at him, and I finally get his attention, and he – he gets kind of mad, throws his climber in the back of his truck, makes a lot of noise, and slams his door. Old boy drives like 40 yards, goes in the woods like 40 yards uh, further. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's – people ask me why I kayak so much, especially in Kentucky where you really don't have to. And uh, I'm going to tell you that's the reason why. I don't want to deal with that stuff. Every, everybody I know that hunts this place – on this opening weekend, everybody has the same stories. Like, yeah, this guy walked in and just was sitting down on the ground 30 yards away from me, wouldn't leave. And I'm like, man, I ain't trying to deal with that. I don't deal with that with my kayak, usually. Like, so <laughs> that's why I do it. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty much, in a nutshell, that was the trip, man. Um, kind of uh, kind of disappointing, grateful for the opportunity. Uh, I've watched that video on my phone about 250 to 300 times at this point. Um, yeah. Of course, that's just today. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was rough, man. It was a it was a rough rough trip, but I guess the right thing to say is I'm grateful for the opportunity that I had at him, and uh, and that yeah. so so moving along, Drew. Um, I guess you know my first goal for this season. Uh, was, you know, to, to really focus on on that, on hunting mature animals. And, yeah. um, and, and going into those setups where maybe I'm not going to see a lot of deer, but I will see, if I do see a deer, you know, hopefully it will be the right deer. Um, right. And I've done that for a while, but really, really focusing on that. So, um, you know, that, that, that kind of is my first goal, and that's how I'm going to do it is by going into those areas. I've listened to guys like Nathan and, and even Bobby Worthington, um, Josh Bell, just a lot of the guys that we've talked to that are consistently killing big deer. And, and one of the things that, like, Nathan talked about was, that, and I really, really took it to heart, was finding those areas and really, like, um, predicting the, the mature buck areas by the by using the the heavy deer sign where all those two-year-old deer are like you know really like wearing out the trees and making scrapes everywhere yeah and move just off of that to the spots where maybe there's not a lot of deer sign but that's where the big muck bucks are moving through to keep tabs on what's going on you know um but you're just not going to find the sign in there so that's that's I mean that's goal number one for me, man. I'm, I want to get into yeah. those areas, especially once the Alabama season opens up. I want to get into those areas where, uh, I you know, I can go in and hopefully see that big mature buck, um, and maybe you know maybe not see as many deer as I have in the past, but the ones that I do see will be, uh, you know, worth shooting. So that's my first goal. Yeah. Um, that really you know I, I I tried to put it into play a little bit in Kentucky and it, it worked. Um, I had five days to, to make something happen and I almost did. So that, that kind of, yeah. uh, that, that kind of is how I'm going to do that. So, uh, what, what would you say drew is your number one goal going into this season? 
Oh man, it's um, it's it's really easy, um, but it's not going to be easy to do. And 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 the reason why, um, my number one goal is to get both of my kids um, um, in the sand with me this year, and and not only that, um, because that was kind of a goal last year, but to actually uh, shoot a deer with them. Um, and I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and my four-year-old is like. He's chomping at the bit, man. We 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 will see we we will deer on the side of the road, and he'll be like, "Daddy, shoot him! Daddy, shoot him!" And it's like, like, buddy, I I, I can't, you know. It's it's that we we'll, we'll go to jail, you know. And so, so he he's just eat up with it, and uh, and is wanting to go. And so, um, so that's my goal is to um to take take both of them. I would love to take both of them and and be able to kill a deer, um, with both of them with me. Um, so. That's my goal number one. Um, about how that's going to be accomplished. <laughs> um, um, I don't really. And yeah, in God, God's yeah. grace. <laughs> yes, yes, because we. I took them last year, and um, took I took both of them different times last year, and they were, you know, they they would shoot their BB gun, and um, little man would look through the binoculars wrong, and then be like, "I see a deer," and it's like, "Well, not anymore," you know, <laughs> and so. Um, so, so that's my number one goal is just to get them introduced to it, especially while, while he's really excited about it, Yeah, you know, and really kind of, kind of get that, that fire going, um, bought him a, I bought him a, um, uh, a bow from, um, Walmart, you know, some of those red old school, you know, just, uh, long bows basically. And he's just eat up with it, man. So we're, we're going to try that this year. So that's, that's goal number one. That's cool, man. And and uh, we haven't really talked about this much, but I think we can now. Uh, you're no longer going to be a father of two. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. And we, we're, we're expecting baby number three in February. And um, it works out just right, right after hunting season. And she is, that's our expected due date, like February 3rd. And so um, nice. it works out well for for that um and i'd love to say i planned it but we didn't plan any of this really and so um um so so yeah we're 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 expecting a baby girl in um the first of february so we're, we're excited about that so um kind of kind of one of those deer seasons where um it uh, you know the next two are probably going to be a little bit different you know but that's all right yeah it'll be worth it in the long run man oh yeah man they really will. All right, yeah. so, so that, so that's my number one, Parker. What's your, what's your number two? All right, so number two goal for me is going to be, um, it, it, I guess you could say it kind of, it kind of goes into number one a little bit. Um, yeah. But I, I really want to kill all three of my bucks this year. Um, last year, you know, last year. For, for Alabama, I really, really tried um, to not kill small deer. We did that episode. It was kind of a spoof episode, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, talking about shooting small deer. Should I should I stop doing it? Um, and I really, you know, as far as Alabama is concerned, I really did. Like, I let a lot of deer walk. I let a lot of decent deer walk, actually. Um, just trying to trying to do that. So, I mean, really, my, my goal is, is to, to shoot, you know, good deer. Good bucks. I mean, I'm not talking, you know, they don't have to have to be 130 inches or anything like that. You know, I've killed, 
uh, it would it would be hard for me in Alabama on public to um, to let a hundred inch deer walk. You know, a lot of hundred inch yeah. deer. You're not going to see a lot of hundred inch deer on in the areas that we hunt. And so when you see one, you know, I I would I would, I typically shoot it. Um, but you yeah. know, I, I try not to go too much by inches. But that's just a really good uh, a good way to to I guess kind of draw your lines on what you're what you're going to shoot and what yeah. you're not going to shoot. But I would say that would probably be it. You know, if I can shoot all three of my bucks in Alabama um, and they all be, you know, good deer that, that I'd be, you know, very yeah. proud of um, and would make really good video. And uh, that, that's what I want to do. Um, and, I, you know, I'm, I know I'm, I'm capable of it. I've, I've definitely seen them and I've definitely been on them. Um, but that is, that is a, a pretty important thing. And, and you know, I, I'm not going to – I, I'm definitely not the guy that that's going to shame people for killing small deer no. at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Um, and sometimes, yeah. man, sometimes I just like, man, I want to do it. <laughs> I'm going to freaking send it yeah. on a spike. Uh, yeah. Well, let, let's just like let's just make it a pack. Like to the rest of the hunting world too. Like, don't shame people for killing illegal deer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, just 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 don't do it. But it's keyboard warriors. Yeah, it is. So, I mean. And and I'll be honest with you, maybe that's why I feel this way. Because mm-hmm. because there's times, man, when I would be more than more than happy in, with myself for shooting a forky or a six point or something like that. Like there's times when I'm just like, man, yeah. I, I want to shoot that thing, and I know I'd be so happy with it. Um, but you know, I'm really trying to challenge myself in in this way uh, to be, you know, to to I guess uh, evolve for myself, evolve yeah. as a evolve as a deer hunter and and always trying to better myself. I've killed some good bucks in the past, and um, I want to keep being able to do that. And and honestly, part of how I'm going to be able to do that is by doing what I talked about in in the in my first goal of you know really trying to key in on um, core areas and key in on you know the things the things that I know. We've talked about this a lot. I think we did a an episode. It was called like ditches military crests and something i can't remember it was last year season um but i'm talking about a lot of the terrain features and and like hard transitions that i'm finding x marks the spot with uh um matt powell was a really Mm -hmm. really good episode for um for that like taking those things that you that you know are true uh, like taking all those common denominators of where you've seen big deer or, or where you've where you've had encounters or been successful in in killing a mature deer and taking those common denominators and really just devoting all your time to those areas. And, uh, again, yeah. you may not see as many big deer, but when you do see, or you may not see as many deer in general, but when you do see one, maybe it'll be, um, you know, a, a bigger deer that, that, uh, that you can shoot. But, um, that's, that's, that's for me, that's going to be number two, man, is, uh, you know, I, I got, <laughs> you're kind of making me feel bad because I didn't really, um, prepare much for as far as like taking kids out obviously i'm i'm gonna well, do that I'm, as soon as i can um, you're you're a terrible father parker you're a terrible father <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying not to be my daughter she is so no, she's so girly and she loves it she really does like she likes to go and i'll take yeah. her out but she's not like it's not like uh it's not like your son is you know she's no, she well, wants to go yeah. she talks about it uh if i ask her if she wants to go squirrel hunting or something she's like Yes, I want to go, um, but at the same time, I don't. I don't have anywhere like you do. 
you're on a club where you can take a kid pretty easily. I don't have anywhere that I can take my daughter, you know, that's not, you know, a a kayak trip and all this stuff that she's just not going to do. I probably should have prefaced number one by, I'm you know we're I'm I'm probably not going to take my four year old uh, you know we're not going to go brush busting on Alabama public lands um, with him um, just because that's just just in my opinion that that's not the best way to introduce them to the sport um, and 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 if you grew up doing that that's that's awesome but I'm 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 wanting to create a hunger and a desire in him for the outdoors. And, um, and, and so that's, that's what I'm, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. And that's why I got on the club, um, is, is to take him, um, and yeah. ha- let him have a good experience. And so yeah. that's, you know, there's, there's that now my, my number two is very similar to yours. Um, cause I mean, I think it's everybody's goal every year to kill a deer, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get on the goals episode and be like, well, one of my goals is to kill a deer. Well, that's why we have deer season, you know. <laughs> no, no one, no one starts out the season going. You know, one of my goals is to go zero for three. That's my goal, you know. And I, so I just don't want to fill any um, tags this year. Yeah, I just don't want to fill any tags. I just want to spend money on shells and arrows and not, you know. And so one, one of my goals this year, and it, it has some different layers to it, because um, I have a third one that um, um, I'm going to say here just a little while, but num- number two is this, is to kill a mature buck out of my saddle, um, which will cover a couple things. It'll cover my first first deer and buck from a saddle. Um, I blew some opportunities last year. Um, and then also a- along with that, I would love to um, kill an out-of-state buck as well. Yeah. And so um, so that was, you know, the num- number two covers a couple different things. But I would I would love to kill a mature buck um, on public land, um, 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 and 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 would love to do that here in Alabama, but also out of state too. Okay, where are you going to be hunting out of state? Well, there's a there's two two spots. Um, looking at a, a couple places in Georgia. My my brother moved to North Georgia and um, has a lot of public land around him, and then. Um, um, also, um, either Tennessee or or Kentucky, haven't decided on on which, and it kind of kind of just depends on the funds too. Because I mean, you you start racking up four or five states, man. That's a that that's is a pretty. No <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot of money, and it's especially a, with a third one, it's a chunk of change on the way. Yeah, and so I'm, but you know, also looking at um um. Like with with Georgia, there there's a lot of opportunities there. Like Georgia's yeah. actually a really good tag because you can you kill bucks, does, bears, and turkeys. Yep. I mean, and which it's just cool, you know. And it's um, you can kill. Wait, it's not too you far. You can kill turkeys in the fall in Georgia. No, no. Well, what what I'm saying is that you get you, you get right. turkeys on that tag. Right. I yeah. got gotcha. so, so you. And hogs. Yeah. You. Yeah. So so you don't have to go and and you know buy buy a separate tag or. I anything like that with it like it's 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 included but also that that bear tag would be cool too yeah and you get a you get a and, bear tag when you buy your deer tag like when you buy your big game yeah houses, you get bears yeah which yeah is cool. so so that that's my number two now how how am i going to do it um well you know what what, what i've just, been keen in you just reminded me um i hate to interrupt i did you just no. reminded me that i still have a georgia tag 
because one of the cool things about a Georgia oh, yeah. tag is that That's it goes right. it goes it's from a, the year it's a from year the, round from the time you buy it 365 yep. days from the time you yep. buy it. Well, hot dang. Yeah. I hadn't even thought I I've known this. I just haven't even thought about it. And Georgia opened up last week, and there, there, there were some guys throw some pictures on the um, Facebook page. Oh heck yeah! Of some good bucks. Heck yeah, you know? there was. Um, so, dude, Georgia, Georgia to me is <laughs> like one of those. It's one of those states that really, really, it always produces whitetails. Always. Well, Georgia, yeah. Like, Georgia has some really good leadership in their um, uh, uh, fishing game too. Like they, they're they do they're doing a they're they're doing a real good job um, with it. And so heck yeah, man, they should you know and there's another hunt right there, dude. Uh, My mind is spinning now, isn't it? <laughs> bro. Yeah, you you okay, got me. But, uh... <laughs> You got me. No, I'm, I've already got my phone out, and I'm looking. I'm like, let's see. When, when could yep. I do this thing? But how how am I going to do it? All right. So, um, or at least how, how I have been thinking about doing it is um, one one of the things that that I want to do and be a better hunter at is uh, with my patience. I'm not a very patient guy. Yep. Um. In in the sense of like, if I find sign, um. I will wear it out, and that's not a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll I will throw sit after sit after it. Or I'm I've been also really bad about this, and this is where you just have to be disciplined with, with trail cameras. You get a good picture of a deer on a trail cam, and you're just like, oh, he's there. Yeah. Well, no, he's not. You know, and and in the past seasons, I've been I've been guilty of that. And so, being patient, knowing knowing, um, I took a lot from you know the uh, Bobby Worthington um, episodes. Yeah. Just being patient, but also, it seems like now, ever since I listened to those episodes, every time I look at a topo mount, the first thing that my mind or my my eye goes to is a funnel. Yeah, you know, and so, um, so really concentrating on hunting those this year and um, kind of kind of upping my my odds on that, and, and so let me re- ask really you being this. patient. Let me ask you this, Drew. Yeah. Um, we talk a lot, we talked about this. I mean, we've, it's come up in just about every podcast episode since the Bobby Worthington series that we did, um, uh, talking about funnels and pinch points and, and, you know, honestly, pretty basic things that he just explained Mm -hmm. really well. Um, right. Has it changed, has it changed your viewpoint on like, uh, hunting, like, bedding points you know hill country me and you're both hunting the same type of areas so um really our yeah. our our bedding most of the time is going to be hill country bedding which dan and fault yeah. you know has kind of coined and talked about a lot um right which has gone into a lot of my hunting style in the past um has it changed has has what what you heard bobby talk about has it changed your outlook on hunting that style of of bedding points and things like that it yes and um but it wasn't just him um just the conversation that me and you've had people that we've talked to on 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 the podcast um like i don't know man it just seems here um that we could we could hunt over a bed and it we don't have a lot of 
sightings. Uh, I, I don't know why, you know, um, but it, it just seems like bed, bed hunting doesn't work necessarily as well here as it does in some other parts of the country. But those transition lines, um, you know, from um, hardwoods to, you, you know, pond thickets or, or clear cuts to, to, to ponds, we, we, we always seem to see deer there, you yeah. know? Um, and, um, and, and so that, so knowing that what, what I'm looking at now is just like Bobby was saying was just upping your odds. If, if I can find a terrain feature that helps with that and helps push deer along those, tra- those, those transitions, then, um, that's just upping my odds. So it's, I'm kind of taking it from, from everything in the sense of, um, uh, kind of getting, not, not, not getting it a you know just saying bedding just doesn't work i'm not going to do it but knowing where they're bedding is important but um hunting i'm using the terrain features and different things around bedding to get get a shot on a deer seems to work better here than actually hunting a buck bed does that make sense yeah it does so finding finding those areas uh you know when i think about the big the big deer that i killed last year the eight point yeah. He uh it was it was that it was that terrain feature coming out of a transition of a three way transition going straight yeah. straight towards where he was going to bed. And he really had I mean, there were plenty of options for places that he could bed that that day, um, for that yeah. for that wind direction. Um, there was lots of options of places that he could go. Yeah. Um but I didn't know which one I'm sure I know for sure on one of them, which is where I access, you basically have to walk right over top of one of them. Um, but I'm sure each one of those points off of the water has a bed on it somewhere that you could find. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, there's no telling which one that he was going to go to. But what I did was I up my right. odds and basically pushed in a little bit further past where the bed was and um, yeah. and hunted. I I guess you could call it a um food to bed uh because it was still it was early season he wasn't he wasn't rutting at all or, you know he may have been yeah. hitting some scrapes and making some rubs and things i know he was making some rubs cuz there was uh bark and and stuff in his uh in his antlers but um so i know he was doing all that but i up my odds uh instead of sitting on just one of those beds which probably all looked good and all looked fresh and all looked well used um, I went in, you know, past that into that terrain feature, which was, uh, was very, very, very helpful for that. And, yeah. and that really, you know, that, that was kind of one of those, um, those hunts that really, that will always stick out to me when, when it comes to picking out an area that I'm going to, I'm going to hunt, you know, I don't hunt a lot of yeah. individual beds at all. Right. Um, right. Just because I, you know, it, it it's just not very high odds. That doesn't that doesn't. That's not to say that, you know, the stuff that we hear talked about with with beast style hunting does not work. It does work. Um, yeah. But for a southern guy, you know, with a with a lower deer density in the south, because that's we do have that. Um, right. Just find those things that are going to up your odds a little bit. I think that was good. Yeah. It was really good. And and what, what Bobby talks about with funnels, if you can find those funnels that lead to a bedding location, um, that up your up that'll up your odds even more. Uh, yeah. I think that's yeah. good. 
That's cool, man. That's a yeah. that's so, a that's a good goal. I mean, that's that's a couple of goals within one, um, but killing a right. killing a good buck in Alabama on public land and an, an out of state uh, out of state hunt. That's you know, out of state. There's something fun, that, really special about killing an out of state deer. Um, yeah, you know, when you have limited time, li- limited uh, resources, limited knowledge of an area. You can't go there, you know, every day after work to scout or anything like that. And uh, to be able to get, right. that, get that done is pretty special. That's a cool feeling. Right. So, man, I hope you, I hope you're able to do that. I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool. But speaking of out-of-state hunts, my last goal that I have for this season, um, and it's going to be, I think you could probably guess what it is. And people who have listened to this for a long time could probably guess what it is. Um, but it's going to be on my goals list every year until it happens, and that is to kill a deer, to kill a legal buck in uh, Florida. That's that <laughs> stays at the top of my goals list, man. It it really does. And uh, yeah, you know, I know it's something you've done. You've killed you've killed deer in Florida. Um, mm-hmm. um uh, you know, I which the areas that I am able to hunt in Florida are different than the area that you yeah, grew yeah. up in in Florida, definitely. But, yeah. um, you know, I, that's, for me, that is, uh, that's a big thing. That non-resident tag is so daggum cheap. Um, I will hunt Florida probably every year for the rest of my life. Cause we're always going to, we're always going to be going to see my wife's family there for over one of the holidays. And, um, that's, yep. that's, uh, that's going to be it. And, and part of the way I'm I'm doing that is uh you know we have we have really um, built some relationships with guys from Florida um, that have been helping me a ton and and even inviting me on their quota hunts and and things like that that they've got going on you know I think of guys like uh well like the guys that I hung out with this weekend or this past weekend in Kentucky you know they're all from Florida all just yeah. I mean I was talking to Spencer and Ricky and they both killed uh like four bucks last year like they just yeah. they really they're really really good deer hunters nick chandler uh that dude kills some really great deer on public in florida um you know yeah. and and also like a great resource for me uh and and also somebody that really kills a lot of a lot of bucks in florida uh chase from chasing tails he is uh that, yeah. that guy's a buck killer and listening to that podcast they've been really keying in on guys from Florida and I've been learning a ton from the Chasing Tales Outdoors podcast from the guests that they have on and really starting to you know absorb a lot of that information now with a couple of years under my belt of hunting Florida um, you know I still don't know I don't know everything I, I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to go this yeah. year and, and make it happen but. Um, you know, listen to a lot of the guys that they talk to and and knowing what I know about Florida and then hearing it from their perspective of how they're going in and, and making it happen has really, really helped a ton. And so uh, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again, and this is not going to be the last time, but I think people who kill deer consistently, who kill bucks in Florida, especially on public land, are among the best deer hunters in the state or in the, oh, yeah, in the nation. I think they're some of the best yeah. deer hunters in the country. And I, I think that um, they're often overlooked because they're not killing, you know, 150 inch deer, but they're killing bucks every single year in the hardest state yeah. that has whitetails. They're they're killing them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so you know, that's that's one of the things about you know a podcast is 
um, you hear you hear other people's experiences, and um, I, I always try to. I don't I don't listen to a, a ton of hunting podcasts anymore, um, just because a lot of it is is regurgitated information, and what we talk about a lot of time is stuff that's been covered in other podcasts, and I get that. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's all good. But anytime there's somebody from Florida on, I try to take my time and I listen to it because they probably have something significant to say that I haven't heard before. And, uh, and these guys, man, they, some of these guys in Florida, man, they are just absolute big buck killers. Like they, they just get it. And, uh, and you know, I think that you could put them in just about any place in the country and they're going to, uh, they're going to be able to figure it out. And, um, so that's, you know, that's my goals list. And that's, that's kind of the way that I'm, uh, that I'm trying to go about that last goal is by absorbing as much information about that state as I possibly can. Because what, like, like what we said, I'm going to have limited time, limited, limited resources and limited ability to even get to places and scout. And so those people that, that do it, you know, year in and year out are really, really valuable for me. Um, and building relationships with those type of people is, uh, is pretty, pretty important as well. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to be number three. And that's, uh, that's pretty much my goals list after, after we, we do your number three, I'll, I'll do some honorable mentions of just things that I want to do this year. So what's, what's your third, third and final goal, Drew? My, my third and final goal this year is to become, um, efficient at water access and, um, just especially with the area that we hunt, um, uh, you know, bought a kayak this year and, and, and so wanting, wanting to, um, um, become efficient at that in, in, in scouting, but also, you know, a goal is to, uh, definitely, um, uh, float one out, you know, yeah. uh, would love to kill one, get some blood there on the kayak, um, um, and, and do that, you know, cause it, it's, it just adds another, it adds another tool in the toolbox. And that's, that's what I think I'm trying to do is it just become the best, most well-rounded hunter that I possibly can be, you know, whether that's, um, um, with kayak access or, um, you know, um, killing a deer out of state, you know, it's just, it's just adding tools and, um, you know, getting away from basically how I grew up hunting, which was just kind of just one way, you know, you walked in, you sat down, then you got up and you left you know? Yeah. And so, um, so just trying to um, challenge myself in some of those things. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's my third goal is to, um, um, become efficient at that. You know, it's one, one of the things that I learned even from going turkey hunting with you, it, it's, it's not just, Oh, let's just load up and go like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just not that, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a good way to do it and there's a, a efficient way to do it. And I want to become efficient at that to help me as, as a deer hunter. So that's yeah. my, that's my third one. Yeah. I mean, and you can say that with, with just about anything as far as becoming efficient and, uh, Walter and Adam, uh, they, they both give me a hard time cause I say this a lot and sometimes I don't always, I don't always live out what I say. Um, but like Adam was, Adam was getting frustrated one day about filming and he's still frustrated about filming. He, he needs to film because the guy the guy has a lot of good encounters and I think people have a lot that they can learn from Adam but um, he was getting so frustrated with with his filming setup and everything and um, like changing a lot of things about his you know his climbing methods and, and things like that stuff that we all do um, but one day I remember I was like man you gotta you gotta find your system and stick to that system 
whether it may not be the most the lightest weight or the best system or anything like that but find a system that you can do and do it over and over and over again until it becomes muscle memory yeah and and you can do it in your sleep and then things will just become really easy i mean it'll just become easier uh you know saddle hunting is one of those things where you look at it and you're like man that's a lot of ropes that's a lot of stuff there's a lot of moving parts in that thing uh i don't think i'm ever i was talking to uh to my buddy matt matthew reeves from uh southern pursuit uh today actually we were texting and uh he was he's just getting into a saddle this year he's like man i'm about ready to throw this thing in the trash i'm so frustrated at it he's like i'm yeah you know i'm sore he's like I feel like I got hit by a bus. He's like, I, is that is that all normal? I was like, yeah, that's normal. You just got to stick to it. You find that thing and you stick to it. Water access yeah. for me was one of those things. The first time I did it, that first whole season, dude, was just, it was awesome. Like, I shot a lot of deer and it was really cool. But, dude, it was not without trial and error. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, everything from when my dad fell in to when the kayak floated off and, uh, Cause I didn't tie it off, you know, just learning certain things, yeah. um, learning certain things and, and really getting better at it and learning and, yeah. and adjusting and, and things like that. Like you start adding a bunch of moving parts into your system and it becomes harder. Like it really does, but, um, it's not going to stay that way. If you'll, if you'll sell out to the system, you know, saddle hunting is the same way. Yeah. Bow hunting, you tell a guy who's hunted with a rifle his whole, whole life. You start putting oh, a man. bow in his hand, and immediately there's things he's going to be like, I, I hate this thing. Um, yeah. Because you just have to learn it, you know. Bow hunting is a little more mainstream now, but, I mean, it, it's the same thing. You know, learning, uh, remembering to, you know, look through your peep sight. Dude, I remember the first couple of times that I took a shot <laughs> at a deer with my bow i don't even I, I would i would miss and i'd be like did i even look through my peep site i don't even remember if i looked through my peep on that yeah. whole shot uh yeah. like did i what did, did i even look at a pin you know and uh you start putting a lot of those a lot of that stuff in and it, and it can be it can be overwhelming but again just find that system and i think you know for yeah. you you go in with water access like that's that's one of those things you're just going to have to learn and you're probably going to mess up and you're probably going to get frustrated and it's probably you, you something might fall in the lake. Uh, I remember Blake, Blake Eccles, who was uh, the original co-host of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast with me. He's still one of, <laughs> still one of my greatest friends in the world. Um, I remember the first year we were kayaking and uh, I actually had shot a doe and we never recovered her. I made a bad shot. It was my first shot opportunity on a deer uh, using the kayak and he was like I remember him saying man we were loading up and get ready to go out and, and try to track her and he's like man it's just inevitable one of these days something's just going to go wrong with this style of hunting and I was like shut up Blake <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like but he, but he's he's exactly right you know you start doing that and something's going to go wrong you know you're going to fall in or you're going to get your boots wet or you're going to drop your gun in the bottom of the lake or, or, you know, yeah. lose your, lose your bow in the river or something like that. You know, it's, yeah. I, I hate to say that, but you just, you have to realize that the benefits far outweigh the negatives. And if you can overlook yeah. the negative things that are going to happen, you know, eventually, eventually everything's going to work out in your favor. Yeah. So, um, some, oh. some honorable mentions, Drew, I think, uh, I, you know, this Come year, on with it. 
I have I have tried to set up my season to where I am uh, I've got a lot of tags in a lot of states. Um, I'm going to Missouri. That is an honorable mention. I want to shoot a buck in Missouri. Oh, um, yeah, nice. Me and Dad are going on a. Uh, it'll be post rut, so right after the rut, probably catch some tail end of the rut, really. Um, in Missouri, and uh, I'm super excited about that hunt. We're going to be able to hunt for about four days, four solid days over Thanksgiving break, and uh, uh, you know, our uh, our buddy Carl Kasuth that works for Tethered, he uh, he has uh, invited me to me and my dad to stay in his uh, in his cabin that he has out there in Missouri, and um, oh sweet man, so it's going to be cool. It's going to be really neat. That's a that's a good honorable mention. Um, uh, Kentucky, I'm hunting Kentucky in the rut, like I mentioned, um, with Clayton mm-hmm. and I think Greg Godfrey is going to be able to come. And, uh, I want to say maybe Jared Schaefer is coming on that. Um, I, I'm not positive. I can't be positive about that, but I'm pretty sure maybe it's, uh, maybe it's Bobby, uh, Greg's brother. I can't remember who's coming. I think somebody else is coming with Greg, but, uh, um, I'm pretty sure Adrian, uh, is going to be there, and uh, it's just going to be a really fun time, man. It's going to be a fun, fun trip. So I got Kentucky tags during the rut, M- Missouri like the next week, um, post rut, and then uh, uh, let's see, Tennessee. I've got Tennessee tags. I've got I'll have Florida tags, and then of course Alabama tags. And so um, there's a lot yeah. of honorable mentions as far as my goals in that. Obviously, I have goals for every state. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm I'm really excited about I'm excited about the season, man. I, I I've got a lot of plans and a lot of hopes and desires, and I'm sure some of those will be utter disappointments. I've already the way I see it right now is like, man, it'd be tough to be as disappointed as in myself as I am today with what happened yeah. in Kentucky. So uh, yeah, so hopefully everything will start looking up. Maybe I got that. But I'll tell you this, man. <laughs> I was told after you shoot a white animal, which I shot that white animal, uh, that white turkey in Tennessee, I was told that the Native Americans, and I, I obviously I don't believe in I don't believe in Native American curses and and stuff like that. Like I, I try to live my life um, believing in Jesus more than I believe in uh, Native American rituals. But they say that it is bad luck for a hunter to kill a white animal, and so. I'd be lying to you if I did not say that somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm like, if I would have killed that white turkey, I'd have probably killed that buck. <laughs> That's funny, man. You know, I don't That's know. Funny. I don't know if that there, there's. I'm gonna say that there's 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 no truth to that uh, because of of what I believe in and who I believe in um, in my world. Right. Uh, but it is. It, it does come back into your mind where you're like, that gummit, <laughs> stupid white bird. <laughs> But uh, but that's mine, man. So what what you got? Do you have any honorable mentions before we close this thing out? Um, well, it's yeah, it, but it's probably not what you think. Um, I'm going to this year for the first time ever. I'm going to do all of my own processing, and okay. so um, yeah, I I actually bought a couple um, different things here in the last couple weeks. Um, some you know I bought a um, uh, I bought a dehydrator. Um, I bought a slicer. And, um, and so going to do all my, um, own processing this year and save us, um, save us a little bit of money on that. I mean, so that's, I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, and let's see, I'm trying to see. Well, um, everybody may have to do that. 
with with the, I know. with COVID and stuff, I'd be surprised, man, if if processors even really are able to do what they yeah. have in the past. Like it it would be tough to follow some of the guidelines. I think. Um, yeah, part part of the part, part of me did it just because of that too. Just because I was like, you know what? There's there's like there, there might be a good chance. And um, and growing up, I I I did that with my grandfather, and so um, I wanted cool. to get back into it. And, Anyway, so I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna do that. Um, let's see. Um, would uh, would love for my dad um, to get an Alabama buck, um, and so that would that that'd be something. He's been coming up for a couple of years. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything. Oh yeah, I, w- I would love to break in my new pack. I, I got a new a new frame pack. And, oh sweet. Um, yeah, would would love to um, be able to pack one out um, with that. And so, um, which that, that actually a couple times last year, I, I walked so far back in there, they walk by and I'm just like, yeah, it's just not, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it, it's just not worth it. You know, and there's, there's nothing better than killing, you know, killing a deer and sharing in the, and, and, and that there's nothing worse than dragging a deer out three different ridges up and down, you know? <laughs> hey dude, <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, man, uh, Ricky, Ricky Bullard this last weekend, or this last week in Kentucky, he killed a doe, I guess on our first morning, our first morning hunt, he killed a doe out there, and he was way back. He was, like, super far back, and he ended up, he did a, he packed it out, and it was a big fat doe, yeah. too, man, and, and he packed that joker out, and, uh, you know, we got to the, we got back to the cabin at the same time. Like, it, it really didn't slow him down much yeah. at all, and uh, he said yeah. it, like, to killed him getting her out of there, but, because he was... I've walked where he walked to, and it's a, it's a, it takes a minute to get back there. Um, yeah. But he did yeah. it, man, and he, uh, he, man, it was, it was pretty cool, you know. I've, I packed a deer out in Kentucky last year, and uh, it's, you know, it's fun. Uh, compared to kayaking a deer, though, it's just, it really doesn't. Like, I would almost yeah. be willing to drag a deer a lot further just because the satisfaction of, that paddle out with a deer in the front of your boat is pretty freaking fun. Like, I just like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. It put, well, and, maybe puts you through a little bit of torture, but it's it's uh, it's definitely fun once you get there. Yeah, and and some of, some of the water access spots, um, you know, that's definitely going to happen, um, or hopefully, you know, that, that'll happen. But also some of the walk-in areas that, that I have, um, you know, it's, it's – it sure, it sure is going to be nice to have a frame pack this year, man. <laughs> Thank you. Well, what, what kind of frame pack did you get? And we'll close this thing out. I ended up, uh, I ended up getting a Mystery Ranch Pintler. And, um, and, is and it Pintler or Pintler? Um, it's, it's. I don't know. Pint, I don't know. It, I would Pintler. say. I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess we'd have to ask the guys from Mystery Ranch. But you've yeah, pro- you probably watched right. videos on it and stuff, so I, I haven't. Uh, yeah, it it was. I'm, we can we can just call it useful. That's what we can call it. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, you know, because it's it it it's really nice. I've, I've already tested some stuff on it, and um, it's super solid, man. That's cool. That's really cool, man. Um, Mr. Ranch puts out a good stinking product. Like, there's there's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. People love now, now Mr. this Ranch. one. I can I can tell you, it's probably not the best for um for self filming. Yeah, just because it, it just just the way that it's laid out, it's it it it's really not laid out the best for it. I mean, you you can make it work, but um, um, so 
So that's it's not a um, you know it's I mean the 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 Everly Stock X2 is really laid out well for self filmers for sure. Yeah, I I like it, um, and it, you know it does a good job of it does a good job packing mm-hmm. an animal out. I've done that. It does a good great job of carrying um, saddle hunting gear, sticks and platform. Um, yeah, and that's that's something pretty cool. I guess we'll mention, and then we'll be done. Uh, I have been using uh, for the Tennessee Velvet Hunt and Kentucky Hunt. Uh, I got a set of the um, Lone Wolf Custom Gear Double Step sticks, and uh, yeah, with the the bolts as the standoff, and man, they are awesome i was really concerned yeah. about those bolts being able to bite down and i had one situation you i will say this honestly you're limited a little bit on the diameter of a tree so a lot of those skinny trees you're basically limited to um if if it's wider or if it's uh, skinnier than the bolts are wide um yeah you'll find yourself in a sketchy situation like i did you know 20 21 foot up on my top step once that tree had kind of skinnied up a little bit, uh, I put yeah. that last stick on and I stepped up onto my atria and it slid about six inches down. And then I got to the yeah. step and it slid about a foot down while I'm standing on that step. And, uh, yeah. that was scary. That was really scary in the dark. Um, but you know, that was, that, that was, that could be considered user error cause I was on a skinny tree. Um, but dude, these sticks are sweet and they're light and they pack down freaking amazing um yeah. so we're we, we're not associated with lone wolf custom gear or anything like that but i will say that uh that the the tequistos are some uh innovative sons of guns like they they have yep. they have innovated the heck out of some tree stands and sticks and saddle stuff like they've done a really good job and so i was i was excited to use these sticks um but yeah so anyways We've been talking for a little bit now, and uh, I'm sure people yeah, man. are tired of hearing our voice. But I uh, hope it helps somebody. Hope it helped you. Uh, you know, if you're trying to develop a, a list of realistic goals, you know, these are these are what we're concentrated on, and and uh, this is some of the ways that I I believe that we are going to be able to make those goals happen and make them a reality. And uh, you know, I truly believe at the end of the season, Drew, we're going to be looking back at this and being like, man. Uh, we accomplished some of these goals, and it's going to be really cool. So yeah, man. Maybe not every year. single one, but you know, that's that's realistic. So yep, sure is. Well, Drew, man, thanks for hopping on this thing, and uh, yeah, brother, we got about three weeks, two weeks, two weeks till opening day. Two weeks here in Alabama. Yeah, uh, on a Thursday. On a Thursday, which is strange, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm gonna be. In, I'm gonna be in the woods. I'm gonna take a day off that day, and I'm gonna be there. I'm not gonna miss opening day. So, dude, good luck. And uh, guys, if you are listening to this and you are in Georgia, Kentucky, uh, let's see, Tennessee opens mm-hmm. soon. Twenty um, eighth, I think. Twenty eighth. End I think, of the month. I think there's some bonus yeah. buck uh, areas that are gonna open. Sooner than that, uh, let's see. Yeah, Florida, Florida's open. Uh, South Carolina's open. Um, man, a lot of a lot of places going to be opening up here in the next couple weeks. So, if that's you and you're going to be in the woods, Arkansas, Arkansas is uh, is open pretty soon. Um, and I think a lot of their urban stuff might be open right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you're going to be out in the woods, 
Just remember this, that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.